and welcome back to another episode of the Familyhood Podcast, where, again, it's just a bunch of childhood friends who get together and talk about anything and everything under the sun. So welcome, everybody. This is our fifth episode, and we are super happy to tell you that today we have some special guests. So as usual, you have me, your host, Luigi. You have Nico. And introducing first, on my left, I think, <laughs> we have Noel De La Paz. Um, Noel, what's up, man? Can you give us a little detail about yourself? Hey, guys. Yep, Noel here. Thanks, Luge. Regarding this topic, I guess I have to say I'm just one of the friends, I guess, of the familyhood gang here, dating Carly. Just want to get that out of the way. The first thing. <laughs> first thing. So where are, you, where are you currently now, Noel? Um, so currently I'm living in Australia, in Adelaide. And I've been here for about two and a half years now. And then came here to study cooking. All right. So throughout this, this um, episode, what do you want us to call you as? Should it be uh, Noel or Wet? Do you want Wet? Because we know Wet is uh, like... Do I have to pick? Or you can call me anything. I, you, you respond to anything. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Noel. And uh, our second guest, it's Jay Gray. Jay, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Jay Gray from Macaulay. <laughs> and, you know, what do you want to know about me? I'm... I'm just currently based in Bacolod, doing some stuff, project, occupying my time during this COVID. And uh, I don't know. What do you want to know? <laughs> what do you do now, Jay? Uh, well, I work in, I formerly work as a cook. Now I opened Cucinata, uh, a restaurant in Don Salvador, Benedicto. It's a family-owned business. My mom's helping me. I'm not the only one doing the hard work. And it's... I would say it's a collaborative effort between my fam and everyone who's involved. Dude, sounds great. Sounds great. And uh, for all the listeners out there, uh, I bet you're wondering, well, Noel is studying culinary. Jay is in culinary. I know you guys know that during our introductions, Nico is also currently studying culinary and restaurant management in Australia as well. And uh, that's because for today's topic, we want to talk about food. In general, what you love food. about food, and um, well, the first question that I want to pose to you guys, since you guys know your stuff, basically, um, I I love to cook, but I know you guys know how to cook, right? You guys really know how to cook. So I want to ask you guys, what is food to you? Like, how has it impacted your life, basically? So if anyone wants to start, you guys can go ahead. I'll start. I say like food has been food has been a great goal in my life, you know what I'm saying? Like without without culinary arts I would be lost in my life. And I love cooking. It made me close to to a lot of people, people abroad, people in my hometown. Of course, the most important thing is it made me closer to my mom because my mom loves to cook. So uh I would say cooking saved my life. That's about it. Straight up. Well, for me, food, I guess, was that thing that you kind of had it the whole time in your life growing up. 
And then I only realized late that I really liked, I was kind of really into food when I was in Manila. And then the food there was different. And then there was a moment when I was really proud of where I'm from, which is Bacolod, because, well, personally, I think that it's one of the best places to eat in the Philippines. Uh, yeah, for but sure, man. I've tried food, and I mean, I get, I'm pretty sure that's biased. Yeah. It, it depends on my taste and everything, but <laughs> you kind of realize that that's how, that's, that's how big of a deal food was for me. And then they said, why not go for it? There was a time in college I had no idea where I was gonna, what I was going to do, studied something, which I liked, but that was the time when I realized I really liked food, and then I went, go for it. What what was your what was your course in college? Where because we we both were here in Manila, right? I'd always visit you guys up there in in DLSU. You know, I've I've been to Taft. I've gone you know food tripping with you guys. I've gotten food tripping yeah. in Manila, but I didn't even know that like back then you were you were into food because because it never like dawned on me like oh yeah Noel Noel's a foodie kind of guy. Like what was your course back in college? Back in college, I studied. Interdisciplinary business studies. So, wow. see, I didn't know exactly what I wanted, yeah. but I just took that course because it's got broad, I guess. And then I said that if I'm not really into business, I'll learn things anyway. Like what I learned there, I still apply to whatever I want to do in the in the end. And then midway through college, that's when I realized that I really like food. So I think I should go for it. Didn't know the direction where I wanted to go, but this seems like a pretty good direction. So. Go for it. Was there ever just a particular moment? Like, let's say one day you were cooking up pasta and then suddenly you were like, oh my God, you know what? I gotta, I gotta cook for a living. <laughs> no, no, actually, no. Like, it's not like a cooking moment, but I kind of remember it exactly when I thought about it. I was just in the car in the back seat while it was like traveling in Manila traffic, you know, and everything. It just... I just kind of got to thinking. I was my parents. And then I just realized, like, I really like food. I'm not cooking it even, not just eating it as well, but it's like everything about it. I really like it. So and then I told them, I think I should go for culinary. And then, yeah, that's it. Like, not even cooking or anything, not even eating, just in the car thinking about it. Damn, damn, interesting. What about you, Jay? How how how'd you get into the whole cooking scene? I guess when I... When I finished my psychology, I graduated from that. I was bored in waiting for my diploma. So I took a Tesla cookery course in Talisay. That's uh, Talisay is a city next to my hometown, Bacolod. And I asked myself, what should I do while waiting for my diploma? So I took this um, cooking course. And then I guess I did that for 40 days. That's pretty quick in terms of, you know, most culinary schools because it's basically more of a certification where you could use it your certification abroad i just wanted it because i was bored and then after that i i had a internship at at, at this restaurant in in tagaytay i really got the feel for cooking there because growing up i never really liked to cook (laughs) which is kind of weird because you know it was there (laughs) yeah because, you know, we're, we're always so accustomed to having maids at home. And, you know, it's the good life, you know, living here, growing up. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not that hard. I mean, you just eat and you satisfy yourself. Anyways, um, going back to, to where I worked before, I, I really got the feel for food when I started uh, my 
OJT at this uh, restaurant that was really fast-paced and uh, fine dining and having no interest in it before and just doing it for OJT as a requirement really opened my eyes to, you know, the structure that I kind of lacked in my life. But um, through that, the system in the kitchen, very French, very organized and very tight. And um, yeah, it brought structure to my life where it grew on me. You know, I, I, like Noel, uh, I didn't like it at first because I, I, I graduated psych, you know. I, um, I used psych as more of a platform for me to understand people. But um, yeah, it made me a, a more balanced guy in terms of how I put myself in situations in, like the food in, at work. I did that for almost a year working, and then now I'm back at Anbacolod, thankfully. And I'm, I opened a restaurant, and it's Cusinata in Don Salvador. Yeah, and, and I actually haven't tried Cusinata, right? Uh, yeah. But I have heard of it. Carly's dad uh, and um, Carly's brother went there multiple times. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what? Uh, my, even my oh. parents, they, they love it there. And they actually really That's like nice. the see basically that you had behind it what i want to i want to know more about cucinata because i think that's a very interesting topic right now give us a little bit more about how the structure basically of of, of oh cooking. so yeah the structure um uh, where i work it was more of a french american type of restaurant so chefs there were pretty old-fashioned and they were you know, the stereotypical shout at your face kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it sucks. It really sucks. I had a taste of that and it just made my skin a little bit thicker because once you get accustomed to that type of pressure, you, you know, in a weird way, you function better because you're more alert, you know, more, you don't want to get, uh, you want to make, you, you don't want to fuck up <laughs> in short. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't want to fuck up, bro, because uh, with, with uh, pressure builds diamonds as well. So, yeah, um, dude. I understand that. Um, if you know, bro, I done did my research about Cucinata, so Don Salvador, right? Yeah, it, it was a rest house before, but it was only last year that we decided to open up, open up a restaurant. And um, the advocacy behind that, because... If I want to connect this back to my psych life, my thesis was about the indigenous tribe of Don Salvador, which is the Ata tribe. And um, it was more about learning from them. And what I learned from them was they had a very low self-esteem. They were accustomed to uh, racism, not racism, (laughs) discrimination rather, um, for being dark-skinned and um, curly hair or kulut. So generally, I I learned that they had a very low self-esteem. And from that, my, my parents got involved. Uh, they liked the idea of helping them. So coming from a kitchen background and having, knowing the Ata tribe, I, I thought, how can I help them in a way where every Christmas we do gift-giving um, programs for them, projects. But uh, I thought it was not sustainable because they would think or they would rely on you to for gifts. and. It was not right. necessarily helping them because they were lazy. They had no drive to work. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, um, just a loss for words. my understanding, um, you started that business because you wanted to help out the locals 
from DSP. Yeah, exactly. Them exactly. An opportunity, right? Yeah, exactly. They have their potential is really, you know, here, and they're really willing to to learn. It's kind of strange sometimes because they're so fast in learning new things. Mm. Like just one demo for them, and automatic, it's fluid for them. Respect, bro. Uh, Thanks, man. Thanks, man. It took a while to I, uh, set it up. Yeah, that's one thing that I uh, I respect. I want people to to know that um, Kusinada is not just a restaurant, but it's exactly, also man. like an opportunity for people to learn and grow. I respect that a lot because you know, bro. Like some people, you know, from coming coming from that place, you know, that crab mentality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, man. Bacolod. I am. Yeah, to give context to that, like the culture yeah. in Bacolod is kind of like that. The crab mentality. You know, Thank they you. some people some people <laughs> don't like to you. see you excel, but just dropping truth on that because you know it's a small place and it's kind of weird when some people just don't get it. You know, they 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 are the opposite of what you're trying to do. They're trying to fault find you. You know, you're gonna say things about using that the other tribe, but has there ever been any backlash, uh, Jay? For, for oh, definitely, definitely. From mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but I really I don't focus on that too much because deep down I know what what's our purpose and our motivations for what we do. And some people might say like we're just using it as an attraction, you know. And I I hate that, you know. Mm. They're they're not they're people. They're they just they're just deprived of opportunity growing up because for, I had this one one staff, an ATA staff, and she was grade two. Her teacher put chalk on her forehead to tell her that I can't see you in class. And after that, she never went back to school and now she's twenty six years old. So I mean, and you gave her that opportunity, and I'm sure she's yeah, and, grateful for that, bro. And she's re- and she and despite that, she she wanted to learn, so she studied on her own, and she's actually pretty smart. And in in school, you know, you there's a lot of tests, you get graded and anything, <laughs> but sometimes it's not reflected in her intelligence. You know, she's intelligent; she can do tasks and. You know what? If she can't speak English, but she has to be smart enough to. Yeah, do exactly. I mean, it's not like like mom now. linguistics of it all. You know. Uh, yeah, exactly, man. I, Anyways, I think a lot of people. That's a big misconception. Uh, when it comes to intelligence, it's like, oh, are you able to speak in formal sentences? You know, you're able to speak in English or different languages. Everybody thinks that, oh yeah, that's a kind of intelligence. I mean, yeah, sure it is, but that's why we have multiple intelligence. Says, right exactly like, exactly so i like how how that basically became your motivation to, to putting up this restaurant and i know that you had that restaurant experience but was that ever the goal for you to like put up a restaurant or did it just nah, no because Junata just... started um out with my mom and a chef from this hotel in bacolod and um when i arrived it was semi set set up before like they would say 20 or like 30 people is a lot. But um, 
when we continued to operate, we we reached the record of probably 270 in a day, wow, and nice. that's wow. like a a really big um, improvement after just this year. And we are hoping to, you know, break our records. But sometimes we have a relatively small kitchen, and we we can't sometimes adjust to the massive flows of flow of people. But um, we manage and we get through the weekend, and because we're open only Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we I. I for me personally, I really like the work-life balance of having yeah. a lot of days off and just be, being a weekend warrior. Because yeah. sometimes people would say, like, I mean, it's a lot of days off, but um, no, a, lot, a, a lot of progressive countries have work-life balance, right? So I'm just here. In the, I just happen to be in the Philippines. <laughs> That's true. Very <laughs> old-fashioned. I wanna, I wanna go around the room because you guys, you guys have already had like that kitchen um knowledge or or experience how how was that um for all of you guys because i really want to know how it's like in the kitchen because okay jay like what you uh explained earlier you were more into how you were brought up in like a in a french cuisine restaurant yeah, right yeah. may i know what 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 the name of that that restaurant is uh the restaurant is antonio's and um wow. there's fine dining breakfast and yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I work in fine dining, and I but I work more in breakfast. It's uh, easier actually in fine dining because you know you you know how many people you serve as compared to breakfast where it's a la carte and people just walk in and fuck. It's <laughs> it's waves <laughs> of people sometimes, and you're in you're put into the fire of being a line yeah, cook, yeah. and it's oh. it's intense. We, me and Noel, actually met in. In Tagaytay, one time, yeah. then I was like, exact, ah. And this is what, exactly what we were talking about then. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Like, and I'm so grateful to be home. But I, I never, I don't regret a thing about it, you know. I, I stopped working there, but um, I'm just happy to be, to have this opportunity to be home. Mm, what else do I have to share about working in that kitchen? Well, probably you, you get you get bombarded by orders on probably the weekends and it's not a joke it's fast paced it's uh wow it's emotional it gets hot not in the envir- in the environment as well and in your head and you know tempers rise li- literally um from a personal standpoint and an environmental standpoint where where you work Damn, crazy. Is that is that the same experiences you guys had, like Nick and uh, Wet? Is that is that similar? Actually, like I, I remember this this moment Jay was talking about when we met in Tagaytay. I'm no expert, of course, and like I've only been doing it for like I don't know, like two years. So I know that a lot a lot of people like start like you know started way younger and everything. But for me, it's like the hardest thing I've done or am doing. Like it's so, it's, oh, like sure. it's so, it's so intense. It's hard fucking work. It's, it's hard work. <laughs> like it's it's a no shortcuts kind of place. If you don't do the work, you don't get anything. <laughs> Nothing. So yeah, it's, like, it's in the details, right? Because because yeah. when you when you fuck up measurements, you fuck up like everything. Like that's that's the that's the thing people don't get about about food, I guess. Like unless you're definitely in in the cooking business so like right now where like what's what's your experiences like i started working in the kitchen when i got here i started as a dish as a dishwasher 
that's all I did. I, that's the first job I got here. And then they trained me. They kind of trained me on what to do. And then I studied as well. So I started a dish at like an Asian style pub. For a pub, it's like basically a bar. So like they have served bar food, but an Asian fusion, I guess, what they call it here. After that, I worked as a line cook at mm. a proper restaurant now, not just like a, the pub like I mentioned before. I got trained by those two guys, those two guys that basically taught me how to do the kitchen, how to work in the kitchen and everything. But all, all this COVID thing happened. So mm. restaurants over here yeah. for a time. And then now this will be coming back for us. But, you know, it's been a big problem for the industry, the whole industry all over the world. <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, but people have been capitalizing on it per se because I've seen a, a boom in like a lot of online food selling. Yeah. Right? I, I guess that's, they're adapting. That. Yeah. yeah. So is that something that you're willing to pursue right now? Not yet, no. The, the kitchens are starting to open again. I'd much prefer to just learn for now. I want to absorb as much as I can from other people for now in this industry. Like, like what I said, like, being in the kitchen is like, really hard. So I guess I'm not 100% sure. That if, I don't think I can do it for like, until I'm like, really old. So for now, I just want to absorb everything. What about you, Nick? What's, what's your experience been like working in the kitchen? Well, like everybody else, I was a line cook. I did my OJT in Hawaii. So with that being a tourist spot, I think, yeah, you need to have thick skin in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Like head chef and sous chef are going to shout at you. And uh, I remember like crying. I remember crying while cooking. People just think like, oh, you know, the, this guy's cook. He just cooks. You know, kitchen life, I'm going to be real here with you. There's a lot of drugs involved <laughs> in the kitchen, you know what I'm saying? And I've yeah. been down that road. Yeah, I was under the influence. I'm not going to lie. Um, it made my performance good. But for the long term, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard, bro. Um, Sometimes imagine. it's... Let me, let me just go into that like, like, a little bit. Because... <laughs> the hardness of the job sometimes it breaks you if you do something like that not saying that i did but i had people who i worked with did some drugs under the influence you know to be honest they were really fast and really good at what they did after wow. that <laughs> it's it's like, performance enhancer basically performance enhancing true. Yeah. True. performance enhancing bro and it, exactly and it you're, you're doing it for the right reasons you know i mean sometimes people do that shit and there's a negative connotation to it but i've known like not even cooks but drivers man who do performance enhancing drugs and they just do it to work and yeah, it's a wholesome reason for me you know it's, it's um, a coping mechanism basically yeah because exactly, exactly. the blood boils up until here before mm-hmm. like shit. i don't judge them they're normal people they're good people actually we're just trying to get by, bro. And um, imagine, imagine working like um during Christmas, and oh shit, you see, you see all these families, you know, all these people gathering with their families, and then you're just there working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like wow. you're working during Christmas, and then you see all these families, like we're uh just just having a good time, and you're out there, you know, you're just cooking, and then you get some shit like. Bro, I said I said burger without tomatoes. 
<laughs> have you ever have you guys ever gotten like flack for for anything like what was the worst experience you guys had from like a oh. customer complaint not a customer complaint but <laughs> the fucking owner complaint <laughs> oh, epic epic actually that was actually the, the first time I got shouted at legitimately was um, when I was making this banana split. And um, <laughs> I was... <laughs> I'm just uh, regressing to that part of my life where it really opened my eyes. So I was making this banana split and the ice cream was the temperature of the freezer was not you know up to the appropriate temperature for ice cream and it was the fucking rush of i think it was valentine's day oh man valentine's fucking day i was making this man split and i got the ice cream and when i touched the ice cream it was like soft serve you know and in banana split you, if you want ice cream, you know, you want not semi-melted ice cream. So, me, yeah, because there, there are times, you know, where in the rush of things, I'm not, I'm not that experienced, you know. I, I am a person of, can make a lot of mistakes. I'm not an expert at this. I'm still learning, still learning today. And um, that was the part where uh, I was a rookie, you know. I served it and the banana split went back to the kitchen but the person holding it was uh the owner and i that's when i fucked up he, he gave it to me but he didn't say a word and then goes out and the fucking executive chef goes to me and verbally uh, demolishes me and um, the rest is too graphic for a Probably the worst I've had was like, I was w- working for this a restaurant. It was new because like I started working there. They weren't even open yet. So I was like one of the first ones there. Over here is like a chicken shop. It's like basically roast chicken or like, you know. Mm. But they made it fancy though. Like they made it a restaurant where you sit down, you get served drinks. So this restaurant is owned by like a pretty wealthy guy i guess in the city because like he owns a lot of different restaurants and like some award-winning restaurants and all that so he's like he knows his shit he knows his shit so so over there it's just like the first day where people actually come in so i was i was in the fryer it was so busy like it's your first day basically Mm -hmm. in your section and everything i served him raw chicken Oh, <laughs> fuck, yeah. salmonella. Yes, or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the salmon. nuggets, but you know, like deep fried mm-hmm. chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I served like I served it to them to their table, and then I didn't even know it was going to them. I just put it up, and then and then it came back, and like the head chef over there, I couldn't explain how what I heard, but let's just say. It was, it was pretty, yeah. pretty bad shit. It was yeah. a pretty yeah. bad shit. Oh, man. We, get, we understand. We understand. <laughs> and then, oh, and then yeah. Yeah. you get that a lot. Like, all of that screaming and everything. Sometimes kind of mm. feels... It doesn't make sense that how intense it is, though. Yeah. I have to say. For me, yeah. what I feel, all that intensity that they portray on TV or in the movies, how intense it is. They make it like cool, but I think it's kind of. Uh, 
It's for the TV. It's unnecessary. (laughs) Like the show. But it's accurate. Like, for example, Hell's Kitchen. So it's basically that. So you guys can agree that it's, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's very it, accurate. It gets hot in a lot of aspects. Even worse in than the what kitchen. you see. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, like mm, the dumbest mm. thing, the dumbest thing that I've ever heard, disclaimer, bro, I have no problem with Indians. All right? I want to say I have no problem. But if you point to a fucking spare rib and ask me if it's vegetarian, <laughs> Motherfucker point at me, you know, motherfucker point at like spare ribs and ask me, is this vegetarian? What do you think? What do you think this is? <laughs> Man, I mean, I, I, they, they come up with some crazy stuff right now. I mean, I know there are like cauliflower steaks now. Or oh, last, last time I ate vegetarian Korean fried chicken. And like, what? what? I know, I know. I gave it a try. It's not bad. KFC came up with like a, a vegan thing, right? Like it's 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 not chicken, but it tastes like chicken, something like that. I mean, it's a craze. It's a craze. I know. I, I know it is. Um, everybody's wanting to be a little more healthy. Of course, you know. I could understand everyone wants to be a little healthier, but to try and and substitute meat. Oh, sorry for everyone out there who's like a vegan or something, but. And you just can't substitute meat. That's exactly why people make meat-flavored vegetables because they're trying, <laughs> right? They're trying to 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 give you the pleasure of meat. Because but you can't, man, you can't. Yeah, it, I would just eat the vegetable, not you know, if yeah. you wanted the vegetable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You want to be healthy? Go eat a fucking vegetable, man. No. Can I throw a question? I'll throw a question out there. Exactly like adobo, but no, this is cauliflower. Don't, don't do that, man. Let me throw a question out there. So let me start with Noel. Yeah, what's your favorite? What's your favorite cuisine to cook? Like, let's say you you made a restaurant. What's oh, your favorite? Easy. Like, what, what What is your menu? Get, like, walk me through your menu idea. Easy. Action bronze. Action bronze. Action bronze. Okay. 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 All right. It's gotta be Filipino food for sure. Not just Filipino food, but I guess also food. Basically, like I grew up in, so I want to say Bacolod food, because I think personally. Mm. The Philippines should be on the map for one of the places, best places to go for food. And I think it's not out there enough. So, like, I, what I want is Filipino food that the whole world... I want to find that Filipino version of ramen or bun. You know, something Thank that you. puts the Philippines on the map for food. Thank you. Like, it's... I don't want a... I don't want a fancy restaurant or anything. Yeah. I don't want I'm not into fancy food. I don't think food should be something you can't afford. So what I'm looking for is the street food or what we eat every day. Isao, yeah. yeah, comfort food. Comfort food. What what we like. So I think it should be out there more. And I think it's just about time that the whole world knows feel It's about food. time. It's about time. It's about love, time. Let's get it. Okay? Get it. Like, that's, that's like, what, like what Jay is yeah. doing in He's promoting local produce, right? It's, it's yeah. amazing. Buy local. 
yeah, yeah, definitely, man. And it's very convenient. For sure, I like local. But at the same time, it's it, it helps the whole system work. You yeah. Know? Why would yeah. I go to that place where I could just get it here, you know? And it it's yeah. way better. Because <laughs> it's from the mountains. <laughs> fresh. That's too fresh. Hey, Jay, talk me through talk me through your thought process. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some menu from your restaurant. I wanna go inside your head and um, pick your head. Hey, let's do it. Well, all right. Ask, all right. Your, ask I, your question. Pineapple pork adobo. What's pineapple good? pork adobo? Yeah. Um well in Don Salvador it's known to be abundant in pineapples. So why not make a pineapple pork adobo, you know? <laughs> That's the basic logic from why I decided that. I just learned from other cooks because, I mean, all of us have, have grown up eating adobo, but um, mm. it, adobo is such a um, general type of technique. There's yeah. possibly hundred, exactly hundred types of adobos. This is just yeah. according to the place and what's abundant and what's fresh and I guess that's the idea behind Kusanata. I, I, I like using fresh and local ingredients and showcasing them to its full potential where, you know, you get the, the, a bang for your buck and it's quality. I mean, it's good. It, you can eat it and, you know, it helps a lot of people in the process. Did, did Some you, people don't know did that. You, did you personally curate your menu uh, at Kusanata, Jay? Um, no. Um, my mom... Like I said, I, I never liked food. I, well, I never enjoyed like cooking growing up. So I was exposed to my mom's a good cook, to my titas, my yayas before or the maid. And um, I just went back to them, you know. Um, I asked them and I asked for help from them. And they were more than happy to support me. And I could just put my spin on it and... You know, like I said, Kusinata is a collaborative effort. You know, sometimes a lot of heads go through, go uh, think about this one thing in front of you, you know, and that's, I'm, it makes me really happy because we started as a family and I like to keep it that way and how we think behind our food. Love that. Thanks, bro. I like that. I like how about that, you, Nick? What's, well, we know basically now, Noel and, and Jay, you guys really want to put Filipino food on the map because that's that's what's important yeah. to you. Nick, what what's your what's your go-to cuisine? What what would you want to cook for the, for the world? I want to cook for the world like, you know, knowing me as a person, um I want to cook for people that knows how to have a good time. So, I want to cook for people people that's drunk, people with a hangover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people, people smoking weed. weed exactly. On. So people drinking, you know, that's that, it's happy time food, right? Happy yeah. time food, yeah. greasy food, hangover food, the the day after tomorrow food. That's why I got this cookbook. <laughs> and I'm a flex right now. Hey. No saying. Oh, yeah. You got the Yeah. All I'm saying that. is, if you want, if you want hangover food, if you're drunk, if you had a blunt like earlier, you know, and it's like, yeah. God damn, I want to eat something. Where should we eat, bro? This Filipino guy got a restaurant 
I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know what's good, you know what's good. So I'm like, Filipino food, greasy so, American food, or any type, just any type of fried food. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. I'll never forget my roots. There will be sea stig, there will be lechon koala in that motherfucker, and there will be uh what's that thing that's like uh like like lechon koala, but not really crispy pata, bro. Yes. Yes. Explain to people what crispy pata is, Nick. <laughs> it's crispy and it's pata, bro. I'm too drunk <laughs> for this shit. I'm <laughs> pork, pork knuckles. Deep you know, fried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pork knuckles. With this amazing soy sauce with with onions and chilies and vinegar. Oh. Mm. Yeah. it's gonna be it, made when you think about it love. like you remember so much memories like oh, with my beer. God. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh my god i'm gonna have like a i'm gonna have like a craft beer you know i'm gonna have like a craft beer i'm gonna have like four craft beers i'm gonna have like two international beers for the night but i'm gonna have like a staple and the staple is gonna be pilsen and San Miguelite, because I never forget my roots. You understand what I'm saying? You wanna, you wanna be a pub master, right? Like it's, it's gonna be kind of like a pub. Exact sports bar. Sports bar. Sports bar. Interesting. But yeah, that's the that's 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 the dream, bro. Everybody's chasing the dream. That's my dream. Yeah. For real, man. So for everyone. So for everyone who's who's here, you're sure that you guys wanna wanna put up your own restaurants, right? Or is it like I mean Jay already did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean Jay already did, bro. Jay already did. But uh well, you, like, after this COVID, I, I really wanna still go out. I wanna like go to Australia, bro, and work there and what's the food scene there? Cause I mean I'm still young. Yeah. I'm still young and I wanna like work abroad, you know, get get some years and then come back to Kusinata and apply what I've learned, you know, because like I'm still young. I mean, I haven't. I I only worked for a year and six months, and that's what. <laughs> In the I, I call myself a chef, but I don't think of. I don't. I never thought of myself as a chef. You know, it's never stop in learning. the culinary world. Learning. It's like, it's like a, a super high position. You know, and sometimes people would think it. You can get pretentious about it and be quite a dick, be quite of a dick about it. And you know, that's the toxic toxic side, I guess. Like the superficial type of being a chef. You call yourself a chef, but you know, you you know don't know shit and. I don't know how to explain it, but uh, I, I guess you guys get the idea of it. Don't yeah, be pretentious, I mean, you know? Like I said, I just thought, thought about going for cooking like yeah. just a few years ago. Like, I, I'm no expert. Like, I'm just... Yeah, like, we're like in our 20s, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm just <laughs> like someone that really likes food. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> for someone, exactly. for someone who, who hasn't uh, had any experience uh, in the industry, how long does it usually take for someone to come up from a line cook to years, uh, like years, 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 tears, 
you I, get I can, I can't even tell you to be sure because I, I'm only at the bottom. <laughs> like yeah. I'm pretty low. I'm pretty low. Like there's a lot for me for me to learn. Like well, well, if if I ask my head chefs, it's probably at least ten years, at least to like um, be at a structured high position in a French kitchen. They have a lot of years on them, at least ten Facts. years. Facts. Yeah, yeah, they're badass. It's, it's like it's 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 like medicine, you know. Like uh, you work your way up, and um, there's there's so much true, to true. learn, you know. Um, one restaurant might do it this way, and then mm-hmm. another restaurant might do it this way. That's what that's why the ideal the ideal thing is like you work in a restaurant for six months, and then um, change you hop to another. Yeah, exactly. hop to an, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you just you learn, learn faster that way. Yeah. Cause I like what um Nico said about it being like the medical field. Like it takes real a really long time to actually mm. get and master something because um I think you guys know, for example, like sushi masters, right? It takes yeah. them like um just like ten years to to decades, decades. To make the rice. Right, it takes mm. a to master the rice, another ten to master the cutting of fish, all of that. It, I, I like I like how Japan puts it because it's like an art form that you really need to true, master, or you could take up a knife and legit serve it uh, to a lot of people. But I like how you put it, Nick, that it's it's a medical field. Do you think that it should be close, if not equivalent, to like the medical field in terms of how people look at the industry uh, well, well if you if you put it that way there's a lot of people that is allergic to a lot of things you know what i'm saying so say i'm allergic to this i'm allergic to that and at the same time you you don't want to as a cook you don't want to fuck up and um, like you say this guy's allergic to peanuts you don't want to fuck up and like you know give that guy peanuts or something especially during the rush of a you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I guess I would add to that, like, yeah, in medicine, you invest a lot of time in it. And like any skill, I guess, in this case, be cooking. If you invest a lot of time in it, then you actually get good at it. And you could even be better than a doctor, you know, in terms of what's the context, uh, working or like um, working for yourself or owning your your business or having a monthly salary or something like that in the caliber of just having a job. I think it's up there. Being in like I had an executive chef could be like a, an experienced doctor, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, 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 we're, if we're staying on that topic, because you know, uh, in the medical field, there are a lot of specializations. What would mm. be your guys' um, specialization basically aside from, let's say, Filipino food, because I know where NJ you really wanna um, specialization. I would say like in this context, I like being the line cook. I like the fire. I like the pressure, and I excel there. Like there, there are parts of the kitchen where there's the line cook, there's the expediter, there's the person who shouts the, the orders, and you know when you're in the flow state of cooking taking orders it just comes and comes and you're somehow overwhelmed but you do it with perfection and 
with such you know finesse and it becomes yeah it becomes really nice actually you like the pressure you enjoy it and that probably you know hooked me because i love the challenge i like before i did ogt in psych i was in the office and i was like fuck this shit <laughs> i'm like what what is this i was in the guidance office before it was an office type of job and when i went into cooking it was like wow the challenge is here i mean the thrill i know it's maybe it's just me i like the pressure i like the the color of it the, the intensity yeah so that being the line cook is my specialty i guess i guess i can't really say like i have a specialty because like i don't think i'm good at <laughs> i'm that good yet to have like you know to have like a special for the humble no 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 for real <laughs> but i guess what i would want to be good at well first i want to master like what jay said like being in the line cook like being in the being on the line basically just i want to master like handling all the pressure doesn't matter what yeah. i'm doing but like being calm there because like sometimes mm. you, i can't explain it when i get in the kitchen i feel s- stupid like, <laughs> yeah. yeah like you feel yeah, stupid. Like, i get it like, super get it yes. you do something so easy but then it just doesn't work like how is it working <laughs> like <laughs> you feel st- so i, I feel be, yeah i want to be a master there that's what that's what i want to do to like you know to like be it's I guess, fun. and it's the only thing that you can only gain by practicing and by doing it True. actually doing it putting in the time for yeah, sure putting it in the time nick what about you man uh not not much bro like i just want to master like what they said just controlling your mental state in the kitchen because like when it's when it's game time you know when it's grind time when it's like 11 11 a.m to 4 p.m you know that's that's when the grind really starts especially on the weekends or like christmas or valentine's day when it's like really grind you get if it's one ticket you'd be like ah oh, yeah i'll get it but if it's like you know when the ticket comes yeah it just you know, when, you, when you're four receipts exactly. and the printer of course and of course the waiters you know they make mistakes as well so you have yeah, to deal with fuck. that wa- with the waiters as well like they fuck bro, shit up I, sometimes i thought you said with uh, tomatoes this exactly. motherfucker don't don't have to make <laughs> you know what I'm saying? so then yeah. you need to make that and then you need to rush that uh-huh. order and then you yeah. you get behind three orders and then you need to rush it yeah. so you need to be fuck in that mental shit. state when it's like okay I got this. Yeah. I How can this. I plan for this shit? How can exactly. I organize this bullshit? This so yeah, that's the thing, right? If there's a fuck like, up in the order. What? Is it, I'm sorry. You guys who who um does your own organization. For example, your line cook and then there's a bunch of tickets that come in. Um is it like, okay, this is what I got to prepare first. Uh all this does does your executive chef tell you uh, how to do it, how to organize it or is it just you and your own flow mm, so each well, each cook each cook has his own system it might be easier for me to put this shit together but if it's jay's time or noel's time they have their own system as well so it's yeah, really to each true. his own yeah yeah, yeah. so it's true, true. Like, it's very subjective 
it's kind of complicated because like with being with working in the kitchen, like you, have, for example, you have sections. It's like it's like a band. Like they mm. have to play together to sound good. Like for example, if you have a effort. band, yeah, nice. like only the drums play. Like it's not you know it's not going to be the same as all of you working together. It's mm. like it's a team effort kind of thing. Yeah, and you you know your roles. If you're like in this station, you do the shit. Because it's like a, a tight kitchen is like a a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Um, people have their roles. People know what they have to do. But behind all of that, there is prep. And um, I guess that's the that's what you do to prepare for the waves of people going to order. You make you try to make yourself very organized. And well, for me, uh, I like being organized, and it makes me do things very fast. And it hasn't, that hasn't let me down, because um, I mean, I worked as a line cook for a lot, uh, for the, probably eighty percent of my entire, you know, job. I opened a restaurant, not even knowing how to manage a restaurant. But uh, that's why, like I told you, I my special specialty is in the line <laughs> i think i think you know um with the way you guys have basically formed it out for someone like me who who hasn't really had that much experience in the kitchen i'm just a home cook i like to experiment and all that and it sounds tough it sounds tough it sounds like you need a lot of experience a lot of patience a lot of mental fortitude. Yeah, it's mental forging. I like that. It's it's a whole different level when you're in the kitchen as well. And I like how you you guys made it sound scary, but at the same time it's something that you you're still, you know, loving to do, something that you're gearing up for, for. Sure. something that that no matter how hard it gets, it's still something that you're you're trying to be good at, something that you're trying to pursue. And um I know we could talk like forever on this topic but i wanna i want to have like a last question for all of you guys which is basically for someone out there who let's say wants to get into cooking but is scared to start or is like um they have that particular fear of uh being a cook or maybe they they just don't want to be labeled just as cooks and of course you explained that uh today in 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 the podcast that it's not just being cooks it's a different it's a whole not whole nother level what can you say to those people who are will are wanting to pursue uh being in the cooking industry well for me i, I just want to say first like if for example you luge like you said you're thinking about it right but yeah, yeah. i don't think you should be scared about it or discouraged about like all the experiences we're we're saying like and all everything you see on TV, like how they try to make it so hard and so hell. Like, yeah, sometimes it is, but that shouldn't stop you. Because like, if you put it down to simplicity, like all you're doing is cooking food for people. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's compared to the thing you you think about the thing you said about doctors. They're saving lives. I mean, mm. come on, they're saving lives. You're just cooking food, but. The only reason why it's that hectic or that it's it's that intense is because the people that are doing it care about what they're serving to the people. So if you think you want to go for it, go for it. Like it's it's gonna be hard, but 
whatever you want to do is going to be hard anyway. Why not about food? If you have a plan to go into it, um, behind it all, it's just teaching you, like what Noel said, is you're cooking food, but at a higher scale, I guess. You cook for a lot of people, so you, you get organized about it. You plan for it. Not like when you're at home, it's chill. It's uh, you're, you're not cooking for anyone but your fam or for yourself. And it's very lax. But when you serve a lot of people, you need to prepare yourself. Because um, if you want to go to war, you have to you know, train for it, you know. Gang, gang. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's like, you know, in a, as in French term, it's like mise en place, which means um, to prepare your, pre- yeah, preparing your, your shit, your, your meal prep, your food prep. And it's just a French term, but it basically means just be prepared because with preparation, you know, you cannot, 30 orders will, will just fly by if you're prepared for it, you know. It, it's not that hard, but if you rattle and it just shows how you organize it. And um, I learned it the hard way. You know, if you, if you rattle in the kitchen, head chefs will, are like hawks, you know, or eagles watching you. And the, they will just pounce on you, not for not not for no reason. I mean, they just want the best out of you, and you want the best out of yourself to come out as well. And you know, cooking is hard, but it's enjoyable, and it's something that would challenge you to like challenges. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Agree with that, bro. Yeah, go for it, Luigi. You know. Yeah, but like if if you need like the shit that you see on TV, you know, like for example, Gordon Ramsay just shouting at people, you know what I'm saying? But mm, it's exaggerated yeah. a bit. In reality, bro, yeah, they do yeah, shout I mean, at you. True, true, true. They Sorry, do, they do I make you cry. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, cried as well. They do make you cry, but what they don't let you see on TV is that after all the rush, they put you aside. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you fucked up right here. Come here, mm-hmm. let me teach you this. And at the same time, you learn. You know Truth. what I'm saying? An executive chef um, prepares his soldiers for battle. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, at the same time, you learn. As I said, pressure makes diamonds. If you're not cut mm-hmm. out for that shit, you know, you, you... Yeah, feel free. Yeah. And also, leave your ego at the door. Always be ready to learn yeah. new shit. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's I mean, com- look at this, Luigi. Like, three of us have never even worked together or, like, been in the same kitchen together. But the reason why we relate so much is because it's really hard, but it's very, it's very rewarding as well. It is. Mm. Like, especially, especially, you know, when you, when you, when you cook, when you cook some shit and then when you put it out and then you, um, I don't know with your restaurants or anything, but um, majority of the restaurants that I work in, I have a little window and I could see, I could see the people in the window. And then, you know, when they order that shit that you cook and then you get that nod, you know what I'm saying? When they taste it and then they go like, bro. <laughs> yeah, it you know feels good. <laughs> He is good. After all that fucking hard work, and yeah. the, like the guests would say, "Good job, it was really good." And like the the 
the fatigue it just goes mm-hmm. away and you feel I you feel that. fulfilled yeah. like ah fuck yeah that's what i'm yeah. talking about i mean <laughs> one of the main reasons why i thought about food in the first place is because you can you kind of remember that feeling you have when you eat at restaurants or when you eat good food basically what you know that feeling so you just want to do the same feeling to a different person like you want to give back that feeling exactly exactly you want people to love what you're doing as well and um, well, at least appreciate it you know? yeah to appreciate and enjoy this art that we call cooking so i want to thank you guys uh, especially noel and Jay, thank you so much for coming thank on you. Thank to you. our podcast. Yes. You know, we learned a lot from today. From oh, today. thank you. And I, I'm, I bet everyone who's listening right now, they're salivating, you know? <laughs> I know everyone... <laughs> I'm already eating my peanuts. <laughs> ...right now. And even me, you know, encouraging me to try to take up cooking. Man, that's... Thank you guys for that because that's... I think that's something that I'm very passionate about. And that, the advice that you gave uh, at the very end, I think, you know, it can help sway a lot of minds um, towards the art of cooking or basically the cooking industry. So thank you guys. Um, if you want to shout out anything, Jay, I know, I know you want to shout out your restaurant, man. Go ahead. Um, hey, guys. This is Jay. Christian <laughs> um, Nasa is of Hot Ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, where's the camera? <laughs> <Kidding>. <laughs> Anyways, Kusinata is a restaurant uh, uh, designed and made to in service of the Ata tribe of Don Salvador. And at the same time, we cook food for you, and we have a nice view of Malatan Og Falls. And I invite everyone to visit because you're not only eating good food you're also supporting an indigenous tribe. So, see you there. Hey, shout out. Shout out to that, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. And as always, uh, to all our listeners, if you like what you're hearing, please like, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, please share our content, whatever, you know. Please like and, uh, you know, give it a try. (laughs) It's on Facebook and Instagram, bro. Hey, yeah. Thank you for that. And with that, we bid you all a good night. This is Familyhood Podcast signing out. Much love, man. Much love.